This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. Welcome to my friend's erotic stories podcast, Reddit's best erotico. Here, you'll be indulged by listening to your daily dose of erotica from us, directly to your ear. Sit back and listen while your imagination run wild as we take you on a different experience every episode. Today, we continue our quest to learn the story of Bree and her brother, a family love that has the best build-up in the entirety of all stories. This is Having Some Bree, Chapters 1 to 11, by Jade Ocean writes. Sit back and take your time. This would be a long and erotic ride. This is our Friends Erotic Stories. Part 8 of the story titled, Having Some Brie, by user Jade Ocean Eyes. Sit back and enjoy the story. Brie didn't wake while I mopped up the strip of floor between our beds. If we never got around to cleaning this area, pretty soon the smell of sex would permeate the rest of the apartment. I couldn't even remember if either of us had the chance to wash away the ejaculate I'd shot onto the floor. Regardless, I was getting to it now. My sister was still asleep on my bed. The covers draped over her almost naked form. Her hands unconsciously ran across the mattress, where I would have been, making my heart ache. I smiled before returning to the kitchen to deposit the mop in its usual place. I ran into mom as she came out of her room. Good morning, Steph, she said with a wide smile. Morning, mom, I returned, scratching my head. You kids turned in early last night, she noted, walking past me and starting the coffee machine. I floundered for a response. Both Bree and I were usually a bit of night owls, so it was out of character. It was fair day yesterday. I guess we were worn out. It's a shame it was on a weekday, Mom lamented with a nod. I would have liked to go with you too, but you got to spend it with your friends instead, right? Speaking of which, I start the new job next week. She beamed. That's great. So that means you would have gotten this weekend free, huh? Could have been perfect timing if the fair came a bit later. And on that note, I took a deep breath, unsure of how to broach the subject. I'd already sort of committed to the question, and coming up with a way to back out would create an even longer hesitation. Did you? Did you need the place to yourself again? Mom looked aghast and could only stare at the floor, distracting herself with pouring coffee. I'm sorry you kids had to see me like that. It's just, I think I, what I'm trying to say is, I'm so ashamed. It's alright, Mom, I interrupted. I think I understand. Bree had to explain it to me, but I get it now. I just want to make sure you're safe. But if you're happy, then... She nodded, still not meeting my eyes. And there was an awkward moment of silence as she cradled her mug with both hands. To answer your question, I actually am meeting somebody. Not like that, she added in a hurry. After my interview, my new boss introduced me to the team I'd be working with. And one of the guys asked for my number. She took a sip of coffee to collect herself. He seems nice, and my smile actually felt genuine. It surprised me. That's great, Mom. Bree and I will clear out anyway. I volunteered, then winked. Gick no, just in case. Stefan, you're terrible. Mom laughed, batting the air at me, teasing your mother like that. I chuckled. We'll be at Lexi's again. Call if you need anything. I glanced at the clock above the sink. I better go wake Bree. She nodded and I headed back to my room. Bree was just stirring, and I double-checked that I had no homework due today while she Saturday up and stretched. I walked over and leaned down to her, and she shirked away. Morning breath, she explained, pointing to her mouth. And also last night, 
like I give a fuck, I murmured before cupping her face and kissing her. She whimpered and pulled me down a bit further by the back of my neck. Thank you for that, by the way. You were absolutely amazing. Stop talking about it, dork, she grumbled, looking away bashfully. I could only smirk in response. I told mom we'd be going to Lexi's place again this weekend, I announced. That got her attention. More for her than for us. Liar, she laughed, swinging my pillow at me. I caught it and used it to press her down onto the bed again, then kissed her. I want you again, I crooned, and her eyes went wide. When I was in the kitchen, I saw mom didn't finish the sandwiches from last night. Let's skip lunch today. Meet me in the restroom by the gym. We can eat there, and she gulped, and then her face twisted in anger. You're disgusting, Stefan. In a restroom. She pushed me off and hopped out of bed. I stared at her helplessly as she prepared for school. Had I crossed a line? These days, it was so hard to tell where the lines even were anymore. As she stormed out of the room with her backpack I sighed, figuring I'd make it up to her somehow. I hauled my own school bag and walked out to the kitchen just in time to see Bree shove a bagged sandwich into her backpack. Then fly out the front door. Wait a second. Hey, Casanova, Drew said with a grin. I shoved him against the window as I Saturday down, and he chuckled. Had fun sucking yourself off last night. I jived. I'm not flexible enough, he replied dismissively. And I snorted. Anyway, your sister looks fucking pissed again. Maybe you should let her go on that Ferris wheel with me after all. He winked and nudged me. Today's the day I might finally punch you out. Why the hurry? You can do that years later when you come over to my place to visit your five nephews and nieces. I raised my fist and he laughed, putting up his hands to shield himself. We dropped the subject, instead talking about everything else we did at the fair. Classes passed slowly, as if torturing me by letting me wonder how things would go with Bree. There were too many unknowns on how to act in the situation we were in. Handling a regular romantic relationship was already tricky enough at times. Now I also had to find a balance of her and my morals and her and my lust. Christ, why did it have to be so hard? I found myself outside of the restrooms near the gym when lunchtime rolled around. Was I being overly optimistic? She'd taken a sandwich. Surely she wouldn't have when we normally got lunch at school. But she really had seemed angry this morning. I sighed and hefted my bag when the door to the girls' restroom opened and Bry's head popped out. She was already here. She spotted me and grabbed my wrist, yanking me inside. She led me into one of the stalls, where her backpack was sitting on top of the water tank. Locking the door behind us, she closed the toilet lid and Saturday down, pointing at the peg on the back of the door. I hung up my backpack, and she began working at undoing my pants. I leaned down and pulled her top up to reveal her bra. She pulled my member free of my underwear, then looked up at me with those captivating eyes of hers. Did you know? She said quietly. It's been one week since I found you jacking off to my panties. Before I could respond, she sank my cock into her mouth. I gasped and my arms shot out to the sides, using the walls of the stall to hold myself up. She moaned lustfully as she blew me, glancing up every so often to meet my gaze. Her tongue seemed more dexterous today, maybe because she was taking less in her mouth. And I felt it flicker back. Fourth, and around my tip like she was drawing a design on its surface. Carefully, she leaned down and pulled her panties off from under her skirt, then reached up and waved them in my face. She balled them up and I leaned down so she could stuff them in my mouth. They were drenched, and I could taste her on them, her scent making me heady. She pulled away and instead began tonguing the underside of my length, long strokes that made me match her pace with my breathing. She lingered at the crown giving it extra attention before whipping her tongue away and dipping down for another lick. 
One hand was wrapped around my base, and suddenly the other was cupping my balls, rubbing them and occasionally granting them a gentle squeeze. Any time any of her ministrations went afar, like her teeth scraping to hard against my sex or her grip on my balls squeezing too tightly, I gave a pained grunt, and she backed off immediately before working her way back up to a comfortable and pleasurable intensity. She was a fast learner. The door to the restroom banged open, and we both froze. A loud group of girls floated in, gabbing about one thing or another that I couldn't make out over the noise of the multiple conversations. Honestly, it sounded like nobody was listening to each other, as it seemed every single member of their group was speaking. People said girls were better at multitasking than boys, but this was a bit much, wasn't it? Brie resumed her work on me, and my knees almost buckled. She was taking me deep again, long strokes where her nose almost touched my groin. Her slurping was drowned out by the girls' conversation, thankfully. Hey, what about the swim team? One of the girls said, and they quieted down, pausing to think. So did Brie, not wanting to be heard in the sudden silence, and only continuing when the conversation resumed. Rowan's pretty hot, a second girl answered. Kinda serious, if you're into that. Maybe your type, Bella? I actually prefer Alec. A third girl replied, presumably Bella. Alec's a total player, a fourth girl chimed in. Yeah, but isn't he cute? Bella said dreamily. It's his charisma, maybe? More like his big dick energy, the first girl retorted. You're just cock crazy, girl. No, I'm not. Bree pulled me closer, looking up at me with heat in her eyes. I really hoped the group of girls didn't look over and noticed a pairs of feet in this stall. If they managed to peek over the door, it would all be over. Rowan's probably huge too, the fourth or second. Girl said, did you see him at practice? Just about ready to bust out of his speedos, and that's after being in cold water. M, the first girl moaned in agreement, but I was actually thinking about Stefan. Almost imperceptibly, Bri's grip on my shaft and balls tightened. A dark look crossed her face. I tried to mouth something to her, but my panty gag made that impossible. This could be bad. Oh my god, Lauren, the second girl laughed. But if what I heard was true, you need to watch out for his sister Bree. Who's Bree? Bella asked. Sabrina. Gymnastics team. Very protective, apparently. Oh. But I heard Lexi has dibs on him, pondered the fourth girl. Bri's hands were tightening even further. It was starting to hurt, yet matched with the pleasure as she flexed her tongue against me in her mouth. I bit back a groan, shivering as some masochistic part of me relished her jealous punishment. Fuck dibs, Lauren snapped. Lexi's just some rich bitch who thinks she can flirt with all the hotties and pick out whoever she wants. Ooh, is someone in love? Teftit, love, I just want a taste of that meat stick. Little did she know, somebody was having a taste at this very moment. It would have been an astonishingly rude awakening if they ever found out exactly who. Bry's hands were like vices now, and my balls were being crushed as if she could squeeze the cum out like juicing a grape. It was frighteningly pleasurable, despite the death glare she was giving me, or possibly because of it. Don't try to lie, Lore, Bella teased. You'd want to be Lexi in a heartbeat if it meant getting pounded by Stefan. He's mine, Lauren insisted. At that, Bree took me all the way to the base releasing her grip on my shaft and instead using both hands to pulverize my balls. It was excruciating and euphoric all at once. I want to have his babies. Upon hearing that, Bry's throat suddenly filled with my cum. The sounds of the girls outside whooping and cheering covered my desperate groans as I shot endless spurts of ejaculate into my sister's mouth. She drank it dutifully, relaxing both her expression and her grip on me, letting her head simply hang off my erection while she swallowed. The girls outside chattered their voices forming back into an indecipherable jumble as they made their exit. As soon as the door closed, 
Brie pulled herself off me with an audible pop. Dribbles of white fluid were still being forced out as I spasmed, and she lapped it up then wrapped her lips around my tip. A sudden and vicious application of suction to my urethra made me stagger, eyes rolling back in my head as she sucked the remnants of my climax out of me. Finally finished and convinced she'd gotten everything I had to give, she pulled away and grimaced before swallowing the last few drops she'd earned. I slumped against the door, breathing hard and trying to make the dizziness go away. She wiped her mouth with her hand and sat her day back, panting as well and flexing her jaw. I pulled her underwear from my mouth, and she made no move to take them back. After a moment had passed of us recovering, Brie uttered, second wish still applies. Stay the fuck away from Lauren. The promise to essentially be exclusive to her. I couldn't help chuckling, and she gave me an enraged look. Unconcerned, I stepped forward and gave her a kiss on the cheek. I was hoping that by now she knew better than to question my fidelity. I still found her jealousy endearing though, and I decided to keep to myself the detail that Lauren and I had traded not to words in the entire time of knowing each other. Of course, my love, I whispered, and she turned scarlet. But she didn't shy away, didn't break eye contact, and I kissed her again. Thank you, by the way. That was even better than last night. Where did you learn? I, uh, she squirmed. I asked Lexi for some advice during class. Tips about blowjobs during class. I was already back up to half-mast, but I quickly stuffed it away and did my pants up. Bree pulled her top back down and stood to retrieve something from her bag. A sandwich. I laughed and produced one of my own, and she smirked before biting into hers, savoring it and most likely using it to eliminate the taste of cum in her mouth. I pocketed her panties and we ate in silence, just enjoying each other's company. Our friends no doubt wondering where we were. Let them wonder. There was no place I'd rather be. I couldn't help but look at the other guys swimming, thinking about what had been said about them in the girls' restroom. It was comforting to know that my earlier assumptions about girls only looking at guys on the football and basketball teams weren't so accurate. Should I tell Rowan and Alec about their chances? It'd be awkward to explain how I got the information. As much as I wanted to help a brother out, I decided against it. Maybe something more vague. That wouldn't hurt. I nodded to myself before kicking off into another lap. I was toweling off when I noticed a flirty blonde watching me, sending me a wink and a little wave when she saw me looking. She was wearing something low-cut, scandalously low. What are you doing here? I asked distastefully. Stefan, Lexi scolded, theatrically putting a hand to her bosom and feigning indignation. Is there anything wrong with visiting my favorite friend's favorite brother at practice? I put the towel around my neck and my hands on my hips, giving her an unamused look. I'm starting to think she's your only friend, and I'm her only brother. Semantics. A smile tugged at her lips. What kind of twisted fantasies? Was she entertained? Was she wondering how I'd act if I weren't Bri's only brother? I don't fucking share, not even with my hypothetical bro. I closed my eyes and took a moment to collect myself. Refusing to let Lexi derail me, I could hear her snickering before I looked at her again. How did you even get in here? It's practice. Your coach let me in. She leaned forward, and I averted my eyes from her chest. And I can be very persuasive. You never answered my question. She examined her nails. I couldn't help but notice you two were absent during lunch. One could almost be forgiven for thinking something illicit was afoot. Especially with the questions your sister was asking during class. I held my gaze steady, though I couldn't stop my lips from twisting into a scowl. She grinned. So you left old Lex all alone to deal with poor Drew all by herself. She continued dramatically, and we had a little talk, just the two of us. I tensed. What did you talk about? Her grin was insidious. Common interests. Lexi, 
I warned. She finally waved me off, the facade breaking. Oh, calm down. He's bingying a conspiracy TV show that I like, and we got to talking. I breathed a sigh of relief, and she smirked. Does he really not know? You're asking me if he knows. She shrugged irreverently. After that shit you pulled yesterday. Oh God, relax. He got absolutely nothing from the challenge, unless he spotted the two of you doing something you shouldn't have. Otherwise, it was just you being protective of Bree, like always. Very gallant of you, she added with a generous wiggling of her eyebrows. I sighed. No, he doesn't know. It's not exactly something to be readily shared with anybody, especially indiscreet types. I gave her a meaningful look, which she of course glossed right past. Really? Even your best friend doesn't know that. In the span of a week, your relationship with your twin sister has turned its. Lexi. She rolled her eyes and gestured around us. Everybody was gone, even coach, and we were alone next to the pool. I'm very mindful of the people around me. I can tell what would tip each of your friends off, or your mom, and how far I can push it. So you can trust that if your secret gets out, it wasn't from me. I looked back at her, and it was one of the rare times she looked serious. No flirting, no act. Actual honesty. It was, disconcerting, saved only by the message it carried. I need to know, I said. What are you getting out of this? Why all the goading and teasing and putting our secret at risk? You getting your rocks off? She nodded, smiling sweetly. Because I'm a fucking twisted bitch. She said it without any sarcasm or irony and something felt off. I stared at her, studying her, wondering just who was behind that smile. We held for a long time, and for a split second her mask faltered. A dark shadow crossed her face, uncertainty on a face so accustomed to confidence. Why was she so aware of the people around her? Why did she hide behind a veneer? I was beginning to form a picture. So, you gonna wear that chlorine all day, or are you gonna take a shower? She quipped, back to her usual self. I smiled wryly and she winked. Bree burst into the room in her gym clothes, a thin layer of sweat still on her skin. She spotted me and closed her eyes in frustration. I fucking knew it, she growled. I was on my bed, having a nice sniff of the panties she'd given me earlier, in the middle of undoing my belt. Well this is awkward, I noted, moving the panties away from my nose. But in my defense, you gave me these, after they'd already been in my mouth, so? Yeah, that was a mistake, she groused. Didn't even cross my mind that I needed them until I was in the changing room, and had the choice of either being late to practice, or being completely bottomless in front of the other girls. I chuckled and shrugged. Not my fault. Also didn't think being naked in the changing room was a big deal. I can't believe you're still doing that. You already have. She gulped down her next words, and I leaned forward with interest. Have what? I already have you. That's not what I was gonna say. She was shaking her head a little to forcefully. No, I stood, slowly approaching her. She retreated, inadvertently closing the door, as she went until she was backed up into it. Then what were you gonna say? I, she gulped, eyes looking everywhere. But at me, I... I pressed my lips to hers, and all the resistance left her body in an instant. She was too cute. She flung her arms around my neck, and her legs around my waist, taking me by surprise. We started to topple. Oh shit. We landed on one of the beds, almost smashing our heads together. The breath went out of me as her weight came down, and she giggled before continuing to pepper me with kisses. I reached down and grabbed her ass, and she gasped as I massaged her cheeks. I pulled to hike her up my body and she got more leverage to kiss down at me from as her hips raised. It occurred to me that she still wasn't wearing anything underneath her gym shorts, and one of my hands moved in between her legs, pressing down on her core. She squeaked, and I chuckled. My, my, I purred with a grin. 
Have you been going around without panties since lunch? What a naughty girl. She mewled in response, subtly moving back and forth on my fingers. Don't you pack extras for practice? I forgot, she whined with a slight pout. No doubt she was distracted this morning with my proposal. She was moaning lutely now as she ground her clothed core against my hand. I shifted her shorts, moving the seam over her sex, and she cried out. Her head was pressed into the mattress next to mine, and at this angle she was going to get a crick in her neck if we continued much longer. All of a sudden, I pulled my hand away, and she paused before looking at me in disappointment. Why'd you stop? Go take a shower, I told her, ignoring her question. The musk from her sweat was already getting to me, making it hard to hold myself back. Then we'll do dinner and maybe an episode of Walt's Floor. Yikno, the episode we didn't finish. Her eyes glittered, interest peaked. She gave a tight nod and licked her lips as she got up. She knew which episode I was talking about. The one with the incestuous sex scene. As she snatched up a change of clothes, which I couldn't help but notice did not include a pair of panties. She almost skipped to the door before I stopped her with a clearing of my throat. No touching yourself while you're in there, I said firmly. She looked slightly outraged. Then a look of dismissal crossed her face, like she was going to disregard the order. I'll have a reward for you if you listen. She thought about it for a moment before leaving, giving no indication of her decision. Guess that would have to do. I pulled myself to my feet, stretching and letting my arousal dissipate. What was for dinner tonight? Pasta again. Maybe change sauces, add some link sausages instead of frozen meatballs. I set about cooking the meal, mind elsewhere and racing with excitement. All this was only possible because mom worked late. That would change next week, and I could only hope that she'd take me up on my offer to spend the extra time on herself. Not that I didn't want to have some time together, as a family, but... I smiled, with hints of both lust and shame tainting it. It was unsettling how quickly the three of us had adapted to this new dynamic. Well, no, it still didn't sit right with me for mom to be sleeping around. But hopefully this guy at her new job would change that. With how dad had left us, I was surprisingly okay with the idea of mom going steady with somebody so soon. Just hoped it all worked out. Brie came out in time to see me put the defrosted sausages into the microwave. She set up our entertainment for the evening while I drained the pasta and added the sauce. Then lined the dish with our protein and brought our food to the couch. Brie was quiet, silently accepting her plate and saying nothing as we turned our attention to the TV. Seemed like she generally clammed up anytime things were about to get hot and heavy. We ate quickly, finishing soon after we began watching. The episode started with the heroine having a shouting match with her father, who confined her to her room. A very nice room to be confined to, I mused. In light of our own current sleeping arrangements, having a room to oneself like that would be like a breath of life. Perhaps a month ago I would have actually felt that. Now, I sympathized with the young heroine, being stripped apart from her lover, her brother, no less. Fuck, these were the thoughts of a deviant. I shook my head and settled on the fact that such taboo sentiments were being televised. In came the brother character, pinging a pebble off her window. Bree shuffled over to me until she was snuggled firmly against my side, and I put my arm around her as the man coaxed his sister to jump down into his embrace. When she leapt off her balcony, insane move, by the way, I put my hand under Bri's knees and pulled her onto my lap. She squealed with glee and settled on my chest, not knowing what to do with her hands. Fortunately, I knew what to do with mine. The on-screen couple was making out in the man's carriage when I began running my fingers all over Bri's body. Her skin was still cooling from the shower, and I let my fingertips slip under her shirt and dance across her front, sides, and back, gliding along her arms and helping her shed the garment. 
Her breathing grew heavy, her body tensing, and I figured she had obeyed and not touched herself in the bathroom. I let the scene on TV play out. The man had brought his sister back to his mansion, because of course he already had his own mansion, and was leading her to his bedchambers, unabashed by the watchful eyes of his servants. My hands slipped into Bri's pajama bottoms, and sure enough, she wasn't wearing any underwear. As the man on the screen lay the heroine down on his bed, I touched Brie with my bare hand for the first time. She tried to stifle a moan, failed, and arched her back as my fingers flitted over her mom's pubis. It was plush, almost fluffy in texture, and I kissed her neck as her head tilted back against my shoulder. The sounds of lovemaking coming from the television only enhanced the sensations, and every once in a while I would turn my gaze back for a peek at what they were doing, fueling my fervor. Brie tried to pull away from my ministrations on her mons, perhaps fearful of the overpowering sensations. But I pushed her hips back down against mine, letting her feel my undeniable excitement in doing so. We repeated this exercise several times, each repetition with me parting her folds a little bit further. When my thumb finally brushed against her clit, she doubled over, curling away from my hand with a guttural groan. I pulled her back into position against my chest, and she was panting hard heavy-lidded eyes set steadily at the TV, and the eroticism displayed there. She seemed more subdued as I started rubbing her, muscles tensing intermittently in response to my attention. She was soaking my fingers. The pajama bottoms would undoubtedly have to go in the wash. She had returned to arching her back, and it sounded like she was getting close. The couple on screen had shared a climax and the scene cut to one of aftermath, with the two of them lying in bed together. As abruptly as the scene had cut, I stopped touching Brie. She lay on my front for a moment before whipping her head to me. Why did you stop? She demanded, echoing the question from earlier. I'm edging you, I replied, keeping you on the cusp of orgasm, so that I know what edging is, she snapped, and I chuckled. She glared at me. You wouldn't let me come on the bed. You wouldn't let me come in the shower. And now, what the fuck? I told you I'd reward you for obeying, didn't I? I asked, and she nodded. Go wait for me on your bed. Is this some kind of dom, something you're trying? She posited suspiciously. Are you saying you don't want to be a good girl? I replied. A turbulent mixture of emotions crossed her face, and after a moment she stood and retreated to our room without argument. I grinned, then collected our plates and deposited them in the sink. I turned the TV off, harboring amused doubts that we'd ever managed to finish that episode. Then I went to prepare Bri's reward. Her eyes widened when I walked into the bedroom. I didn't wish for this, she mumbled after struggling to find the words. I know, it just seemed fitting. I set the tub of soap water down next to her bed, kneeling on the floor before her. And I saw, and heard, how much you liked it last time. She blushed furiously, but watched without a word as I began washing her feet. She had already showered, so actual cleanliness wasn't really a factor. She was far less inhibited this time around humming blissfully while I worked. I weaved a light massage in, and she sighed and propped her chin on her knee with an arm. I toweled her dry and began kissing her toes, once again reminded of a kitten. I worked my way up, alternating between her left and right feet until I reached the base of her shins. Reaching up, I grabbed the waistband of her pants and pulled it down and out from under her. Removing her bottoms and tossing them across the room behind me, she seemed to draw back a little, but didn't stop me as my trail of kisses continued up her legs. She was making small sounds in anticipation, pressing her knees together to preserve her modesty. I wasn't having any of that. 
We struggled a little, her frowning and biting her lip as she fought to keep her sex hidden between her thighs. Me watching her predatorily with a smile that promised hungry tenacity. With a gasp, she yielded, partially covering her face yet continuing to watch through her fingers. Her mound was in sight, bare and waiting. Had she shaved for me? The thought made my pulse quicken, and I had to restrain myself from rushing this. I made my way slowly down the insides of her thighs, and I didn't miss the fact that she was gradually pushing herself closer to the edge of the bed, eager to hurry things along. When my lips touched her mons, she let out a stuttered groan, hands falling from her face and clenching and unclenching against her thighs. My tongue rolled out and parted her, and when it touched her nub she moaned weakly. Steph, she breathed, hands shooting to the back of my head to pull me in close. I batted them away and ceased my licking, watching her steadily until I was sure she wouldn't interrupt again. I licked her clit once more, and she squeaked before going silent, leaning back and convulsing. When the spasms stopped, she was heaving in breaths, arms laid over her eyes and almost oblivious until I continued. Wait, wait, not so soon. I pressed on, earning another moan while she gripped the bedsheets. Her voice sounded muffled. Maybe she was biting something. I turned my attention back to her pussy, sweet fluid leaking out and dripping down my chin. I pulled my member out and started stroking myself as I licked her, and her feet hung in the air with her raised legs, twitching every so often as I buried my face in her. She came again, bucking helplessly on the mattress, and I think she had to suppress the urge to wrap her legs around my head. Something was muffling what would have been a shrill scream of ecstasy. I was at my own limit, shooting my passion onto the floor and groaning into her. The vibrations of my lips caused her aftershocks, and more twitches in her legs before they stopped, hanging open in defeat. I pulled away, wiping my face clean with a hand and staggering to my feet to assess her condition. She was laid supine, hands surrounded by loose bunches of bedsheet, staring drowsily off into space. I smiled, then wiped both her core and the floor clean before going to wash up. She hadn't moved when I returned, and I turned off the lights and reoriented her before climbing into bed with her. Holding her tight against me, she mumbled something incoherent, and I kissed the back of her neck before sighing and letting sleep take me. Happy one-week anniversary. Breathe. Part 9 of the story titled Having some brie by user Jade Ocean Eyes. Sit back and enjoy the story. I woke up with my morning wood between her thighs and her rubbing her ass against me. It was so surreal, transitioning smoothly from sleep to kissing her neck and thrusting into the space between her legs. Brie reached back and pulled my head in close, sighing in contentment and rubbing her thighs together to enhance the sensitivity. First thing in the morning, sis. I rumbled, my morning voice gravelly. She tittered and touched my tip poking out from under her mound, fingers grazing and lightly squeezing the spongy tissue. I massaged her breasts in return. This wasn't my idea, you perv, she retorted, turning around and kissing me. We both had morning breath, and we both grimaced a little, making us both chuckle. I woke up like this. You must have been having a good dream. Her voice was slightly husky, and I throbbed harder. I hurry through my dreams because reality is so much better. I murmured, and she scoffed and batted my leg. That was so damn corny. You're too much. With that, she released her grip on me. I groaned a complaint and rolled out of bed, standing and stretching, feeling invigorated. You have practice and work today. Yeah, I grumbled. Doesn't leave us much time to do anything. We still have the evening. God, I can't wait for the weekend. I looked over at her slyly as I got dressed. She caught the expression and scowled even as her cheeks colored, and I laughed. We went about our mornings, 
and I rushed through some simple math homework I had procrastinated on yesterday in favor of sniffing Bri's panties. I almost laughed again, thinking back to her reaction. Mom was running late for work, dumping scrambled eggs and soft bacon onto plates. She managed a hurried good morning to the two of us before whisking a granola bar out of the box and flying out the door. It was little wonder mom would crack under the pressure, and it left an ugly feeling in my gut as we ate. Bree and I discussed things we could do for her, and settled for buying her a day at the spa the next time we had enough money between us. We boarded the bus a bit more chipper. Drew lightly punched me on the shoulder in way of greeting, and I grunted and tipped my chin up in a nod. It's okay if you want to sit with your sister, Steph, he said with a grin. I'll be lonely, but I'll understand. So full of shit, I answered dismissively, and he chuckled. Then I had a thought. What about Lauren? Or Bella? Lauren's tastes change with the freaking moon cycles. He snorted. Not saying she's a slut or anything, but it's like she has a flavor of the month every time you check. I almost laughed at that. I wondered if Bree knew. Bella. Drew scratched his chin and thought. Not exactly my type, but we're graduating at the end of the year anyway. Couldn't hurt, but I dunno. I'm guessing you're not partial to Lexi, with all the times you've interacted. He gave me a triumphant look. I thought Lexi was yours. Or are you giving her up in favor of somebody else? I couldn't help closing my eyes and kicking myself internally. Which, of course, was exactly the kind of tell he was waiting for. The jig was up. Idiot. Drew. Hey man, it's alright. He's Saturday back in his seat, not meeting my eyes. I'm your best friend. God knows nobody else will to put up with me all these years. Wouldn't be right for me to narc on you for being fucked in the head. I swallowed. But you guys have been through a lot, so if you need me to look the other way, I got you. He stared out the window. Just make sure you guys keep that shit under wraps. All right. Yeah, was all I could manage. It was hard to know how to feel about this. We were silent for a while as he stared out the window. Finally he turned back to me with a smirk. So how long? A week. Goddamn, you guys move fast. He shook his head. Might be weird for a bit while I wrap my head around. Some stuff. But I think we'll be good. Does your mom know? I gave him a humorless look. Right? That'd be crazy, huh? And have you guys eat know? He moved his hands as if pushing air together, and I hesitated. He nodded in understanding. That's a no, but you plan to. I pinched the bridge of my nose, and he laughed. Why couldn't Bree and I have had dumber friends? Because dumber friends wouldn't have been able to keep the secret. That's why. Gotta say, you really gave me the runaround lately, he said with a chuckle. Can you blame me? I muttered. I actually get it. Kinda, he admitted. She's hot. You guys are stuck in a tiny place together. And stuff like this has been getting pretty. Popular seems like the wrong word. Mainstream, he paused, looking pensive. Then suddenly his eyes widened in epiphany. Oh shit, is it a chicken and egg kinda deal? Like, you watch that shit, and then. It's what I like to tell myself. I sighed. He nodded as if that made all the sense in the world. And then he launched into a convoluted explanation of a hypothesis. He had. Where incestuous relationships were just the next step following the acceptance of interracial and homosexual relationships. And would in turn be followed by zoophilic, pedophilic, and necrophilic relationships as social mores evolved over the ages. I had to shut him up because it was a ridiculous theory, particularly the latter portion and because it was making me self-conscious at the same time. But he was still speaking to me. We were still friends, and you couldn't put a price on a friendship like that. So, Drew knows, I announced. Drew knows, Bree echoed, her voice scarcely a whisper, eyes wide in trepidation. What did I tell you? 
I wouldn't be the one to let it slip. Lexi crowed. Was it your dumbass? I sighed and nodded. Bree looked ready to strangle me, and Drew grinned at me from across the lunch table. I'm sorry about fair day, baby, Lexi crooned, hooking an arm around his shoulder. But you know I was just having too much fun teasing these two. They turned their eyes to me and Bree simultaneously, and we both squirmed. Kind of a big secret to be playing around with, Drew commented, still eating while ignoring Lexi's flirtatious behavior. But that's what makes it fun. You saw how riled up Steph got. Drew nodded in concession. And it's just so hot to think about what they get up to. I think Bree wanted to dig a hole for the both of us. Naturally, she'd bury me first for spilling the beans. Whoa, wait, Drew said, shrugging Lexi's arm off and turning to face her. They were carrying on this conversation as if Bree and I weren't there. You're into that stuff too. Well yeah, it's hot if somebody else is doing it. I'd never do my own brother if I had one. Lexi, Bree snapped. Relax, honey, no judgment. I still love you. Lexi waved her off before turning back to Drew. Besides, they're such a cute couple. Have you ever seen them this happy before? Again, Drew conceded to her point and nodded. Bree let out a long and drawn-out groan, nearly resting her face in her fruit salad. My stomach was doing belly flops. Luckily the canteen was noisy with people eating lunch and talking. But I looked around anyway for people listening in on the conversation. Nobody heard a thing, Steph. Lexi assured me with a look as if to remind me of our conversation at the pool yesterday. I reached over and gave Bri's hand a squeeze. She almost tried to pull away from me, but eventually gave a squeeze back. Since we're on the subject, I said hesitantly. Lex, is it okay if we stayed at your place again this weekend? Lexi's eyes lit up like stadium floodlights. Why, what's going on this weekend? Drew asked, looking between the three of us. I'll tell you later, Lexi murmured to him. Bree was about to say something before she continued. Just kidding. Probably not something you'd want to know about. Drew frowned, then realization dawned on his face, and he pointedly returned to his food. Lexi, you're killing us. I groaned. No dying before the weekend, she replied with a wink. You dumbass, Bree growled. As soon as she walked in, Bree dropped her gym bag and leapt at me, beating her fists against my chest. I laughed and wrestled with her, grabbing her wrists as she flailed. We almost fell off my bed, and I had to pull her back to safety before straddling her and using my weight to hold her down. She gave one more feeble attempt at breaking free before glaring at me. Who are we gonna tell next, huh? She muttered angrily. I dunno, who told Lexi, before this all even started. Cause it wasn't me. For a moment she didn't have a response for that, looking away sheepishly. She figured it out. You told him. Oakman Day, give the guy some credit. Drew's not an idiot. I gave her a peck on the lips and got off her, and she propped herself up on her elbows. The people closest to us are the most likely to find out. And when is mom gonna find out? I doubt she'd be as receptive as our friends. She arched an eyebrow. And I grunted my agreement. As long as we don't do anything stupid. Like what we've been doing. Mom will be too busy to notice. Bree studied me, lost in thought. Then she crooked a finger, beckoning me to her. I leaned down and she cupped my cheek as she kissed me. Our tongues danced together, both of us moaning before we parted. It's too late to stop this, isn't it? She asked me quietly. Afraid so. I love you, Bree. She gave me a small smile. Love you too. She sat her day up and I lay down in her place. I turned my head to the sheets and breathed deeply as she stood to get ready for a shower. My bed smells like you now, I said with a grin. She quirked her brows before rolling her eyes. Our beds smell like each other. And sex. Stop sniffing, you perv. It's a good thing mom doesn't do the laundry. 
She paused, as if a thought had just occurred to her. She looked at me suspiciously. Have you ever sniffed mom's panties? What? No. A wry smirk was playing at her lips. You don't get to act disgusted at stuff like that. Fucking hell, Brie. No. God, no. That's different. Is it? I mean, just last week you said she was beautiful. Jesus fucking Christ. You know that's not how I meant it. I growled, and she couldn't hide the telltale biting of her lip to keep from laughing. You're the worst sister ever. Really? I'd argue that I'm the best. She giggled, pulling up her shirt and letting her tits bounce free. I must have reacted predictably because she laughed and pulled her shirt back down before leaving for the bathroom. I shook my head and stood, making my way to the kitchen to start dinner. I wanted to make burgers, but we didn't have the bread or the cheese. I settled on spaghetti and meatballs and was just opening the microwave when mom came back. She was early, I noted with irritation. Then I felt guilty for thinking that. I was being selfish, mourning the privacy Brie, and I could have had for the evening. Stop thinking about sex, Steph. Especially sex with your sister. Twin sister. Damn it, Drew was absolutely right. I was fucked in the head. Hey, sweetheart, mom said, voice filled with exhaustion. Welcome home, mom. Just in time for dinner. Spaghetti and meatballs. Sounds wonderful. I'm famished. She dropped her purse and keys on the counter and sank into the couch. I went about cooking dinner while mom rested her eyes. I heard Brie exit the bathroom and turned to see her in nothing but a towel. A naughty grin on her face. She flashed me a view of her naked body and my eyes bugged out. My eyebrows shot up urgently and I jerked my head in mom's direction. Brie finally noticed her and I swear she almost froze. Instead she frantically wrapped herself back up, but the sound of the towel flapping caught mom's attention. Brie, is that you, baby? Mom said, not opening her eyes. Hey, mom, just got out of the shower. Brie called as she backed away, altering her voice to sound distant. Your brother's cooking dinner. Go and get ready. I breathed a sigh of relief and shook my head at Brie. She mouthed a sorry at me before going to get dressed. I think I'd broken out in a cold sweat. She came back out in a t-shirt and shorts as I announced, dinner's ready. Mom moved to stand, but I brought her plate over to her and the three of us Saturday in the living room. Bree and I at opposite sides of Mom. Thank you, sweetheart, Mom said. This is good, I was actually going to suggest we watch something together. While we ate. We haven't done something like this in ages. What did you want to watch? I asked, turning on the TV. Just whatever you do watch when I'm not home. Thankfully. Mom didn't catch it when both Bree and I hesitated. We couldn't very well show her on the waltz floor, particularly the episode we were on. You mean that old sitcom that popped up in the suggested feed? Bree prompted. And I immediately relaxed. It had a laugh track, slapstick, and cheap humor, and it turned out to be just the thing to pass the time. Mom seemed to enjoy herself, at least. Bree and I traded a few glances over the course of the meal. And when the show was over I collected our plates to wash while mom said goodnight and went to take a shower. Bree stood beside me, keeping her voice low as she helped me dry the dishes. Close one, she murmured. No shit, you almost flashed mom. I snickered a bit and she slapped my arm. Fucking hell, Bree. I mean, it would have been pretty hot if we were alone. But, yeah, I didn't hear her come back. She was a rosy shade of pink as she rubbed a towel against a plate. Guess we won't be doing anything tonight. Well, I began, and she gave me a look somewhere between surprise and warning. If we're really quiet. Steph, no, one person discovering our secret is enough for one day. So you're saying you can't help but moan and scream when I pleasure you? I said with a grin. She glared daggers at me but said nothing. When we were done, she led the way back to our room, 
was she angry again. We went about doing our homework and getting ready for bed, changing into sleepwear. I was on my bed, the covers loosely rolled up to one side. Bree came back from brushing her teeth and turned off the lights. Then she crawled into bed with me. Her tongue was in my mouth before I could say anything. The taste of mint playing delightfully into the kiss. We rolled until she was on top of me, and I cupped her face while we made out. One of her hands reached down and squeezed me between my legs, and I groaned. Our clothes were off soon enough, discarded to the floor like they were aflame. Bree turned around and placed her legs on either side of my head, leaning down to give my member a lick. Her pussy was mere inches from my face, already dripping wet. Literally, strings of her nectar were falling into my waiting mouth, and when she took my cock in hers, I likewise pulled her hips down to my lips. We were both moaning while we serviced each other. She tasted like a mild dessert. I couldn't get enough of her. I sank my tongue into her folds, and she stopped sucking on me to moan out loud. Quiet, I whispered between licks. She obediently continued working on me, head bobbing up and down on my throbbing manhood. She came first, vaginal muscles tightening around my tongue and hips bucking, pushing my head down into my pillow. Her own tongue had stopped curling around me, leaving her throat impaled while she recovered. Aftershocks made her shudder as I continued without pause, both licking her mound and pinching her clit with my fingers while I thrust gently up into her mouth. She recovered enough to begin taking me deep, saliva thickening as it mixed with the mucus from her throat. I used more fingers to play with her puffy lips while I licked her, and I think I felt the beginnings of another orgasm as she trembled. To think that we had decided to do this, knowing that mom was home. Bri's throat flexed on my cock, and I let her drink straight from the source as I came. She gulped it down hungrily, and she was aroused enough by doing so that she climaxed again, mashing her loins into my face and burying my nose in feminine musk to the point where I couldn't breathe. Like a feedback loop, the suffocation and pheromones only made my finish stronger, and by the time we came down from our respective highs, I was completely drained. Her gag reflex was gone in the bliss, my length lancing her throat and holding her fast. She was to worn out to pull herself off, and when I helped her up a thick glob of phlegm rolled out of her mouth and onto my still hard erection. I shivered in pleasure before twisting her back up so that we could spoon, leaving my shaft sandwiched in her thigh gap. She was still insensate, quietly moaning incoherently, and I wrapped my arms around her and breathed in the scent of her shampoo. We both knew what awaited us this weekend. Euphoria. Part 10 of the story titled, Having Some Brie, by user, Jade Ocean Eyes. Sit back and enjoy the story. So, the long-awaited weekend, Lexi wiggled her eyebrows at us from across the lunch table, and Brie and I both groaned. How was it that she could say something so indecent, and yet give nothing away to eavesdroppers? So are we headed straight back to my place after school, or? Her grin was devilish. I began questioning all over again whether she had cameras set up in her guest room. Practice, Bree and I both said at once. And then we need to swing back home, to pick up some stuff for the weekend anyway. I added. Lexi's eyes lit up. Ooh, overnight bags. Very cool. You know I have stuff like toiletries stocked, so only bring the essentials. Drew hadn't said a word, staring distantly out the window. He snorted once at Lexi but otherwise let the conversation pass him by. He was spending time with his mom again, visiting his grandparents in the next town over during the weekend. They were all very close, from all the way back when Drew's dad walked out on his mom before he was even born. He never talked about it, but I suspected that was part of the reason he felt the way he did about what my dad had done. 
In just the few months since the divorce, he'd made semi-frequent revenge fantasies for me to consider. Thanks to the revolving door of obsessions he has, each one was planned to be executed uniquely. It made me fear for his own dad if Drew ever got his hands on him. Hey, I murmured to him, leaning in so the girls wouldn't overhear. We still cool. He looked at me, mildly surprised. Why wouldn't we be? Come on, Day, you know. He chuckled and shook his head. Told you it'd be weird for a bit. Got a lot to think about. Best buds freaky as fuck. He said that with a grin to ensure there was no malice in his words. Girl I like is off limits due to bro code. Hey mame, guess she's following a literal bro code. Huh. I cringed at the same time as Lexi burst out laughing. Guess she'd been listening in at the end there. That was gold, she commented between dying giggles. And the next most available prospect is a twist. Drew finished. Hey, he gave her a challenging stare with a raised eyebrow, and she rolled her eyes, bobbing her head in begrudging agreement. Bree gave her a look that managed to be both sympathetic and judgmental, which was impressive, and Lexi stuck her tongue out at her. These lunches were heartwarming, and I was beginning to dread the end of school. It was likely we'd all go our separate ways, and it made me want to hold us together more, even add a few more friends to our little circle. Difficult to do if it came down to managing who was in the know about me, and Brie. And it was too sentimental anyway. I cast it out of my mind and focused on this moment with them, laughing away our days together. So what do you think Lexi counts as essentials? Brie mused. We were freshly showered and packing for the weekend. We were a bit skittish around each other, the tension and anticipation less hanging between us, and more on the verge of snapping as we fought its pull, which threatened to slam us together and break us into pieces. Probably the seven dildos you keep around the house, I replied. She picked up a whole tray of pens off our desk and threw it at me. And I snickered as I shielded myself before setting to picking them up. Hate that we're related, she grumbled. For more reasons than one, I agreed with a wry smirk, and she blushed. Doesn't explain all the stuff you had on the computer that day. She gawked at me before suddenly flying at me. I used the beds to evade her before she tackled me onto one of them, and I grabbed her wrist while she thrashed around. You fucking liar, she shrieked, and I laughed. You fucking knew that day and I pulled her down and kissed her and she kept humming protests into my lips. But she had no more words by the time we broke apart. Don't worry, your secret is safe with me, I said with a grin, releasing her. She rolled her eyes and shoved me in the chest before standing and zipping up her back. Come on, Day, Lexi's waiting for us. Hurry up and get dressed, I'll be outside. She was wearing a white crop tank under a black denim jacket. Paired with blue jeans, I watched her ass as she walked out, thinking about what to wear. Not wanting to put Lexi's money to waste, I put on the outfit she'd bought me. I scooped my bag off the floor and headed out to where Lexi and Bree were waiting in the car. Lexi tipped her sunglasses down when she saw me, admiring my form and whistling. Bree was brushing non-existent strands of hair away from her face, clearly flustered. Lexi stepped out and moved her seat forward for me to get in, a vulpine grin on her face. I think she approves, she murmured to me before I climbed in. I chuckled once then settling in the back seat. So what's the plan? I asked while Lexi pulled away from the curb. I'm your chauffeur for the night, Lexi replied, flashing me a brilliant smile in the mirror. It's date night, don't you know? Bree began to speak, but Lexi talked over her. Ah, no arguments. Dinner first. Italian. Classic. And then some dancing. At Taboo, she winked. Pretty on the nose, I scoffed, and taboo cards you at the door. Lexi groaned and rolled her head around. Thankfully, we were at a red light and not on a highway. 
Do you guys really think Olex can't get her hands on some fake IDs? As if by sleight of hand. She produced a driver's licenses with our info. Our ages changed and Bryce's surname, Thomas. Changed to Lexi's, Rochester. We took them and brief round down at hers. Bouncers see fake IDs all the time. There's no way they'd let us in. When they card you, hand them over and start Frenching. Lexi instructed. They'll let you in. Trust me, we both look skeptical. A problem for later. We arrived at the restaurant a short while later. Nothing fancy, or Lexi would have told us to dress up. Lexi led the way up to the hostess, who smiled with practice geniality. Table for two and table for one, please, Lexi said. Bree grabbed her by the arm and hissed to her, wait, you're staying. Wonderful, said the hostess, oblivious of the exchange. And would you like adjacent tables? No, Lexi answered with a grin, giving us a wink. All right, right this way, please. You are not staying, Bree said firmly as the hostess walked off with three menus. Lexi gave a dramatic sigh. I guess you're right. Good thing I brought my binoculars. Bree stormed after the hostess, fuming. Lexi shrugged and we followed. She's gonna disown you, I chuckled. She's too smart for that. How about you? Do you mind? She seemed genuinely curious. I snorted. Would it make a difference if I did? You have a habit of getting your way. Maybe I've come to terms with that easier than she has. Lexi shook her head. She's just like this because girls are supposed to be reserved and demure. They only tell their girlfriends what they want to tell, without their guy knowing just who knows what goes on behind closed doors. But then most girls don't have somebody as sharp as me, who is also well acquainted with their guy. You sure know how to toot your own horn, don't you? I noted with a smile. I think it might have been the first time I saw Lexi blush. Another crack in the facade. I guess familiarity cuts both ways. Here's the table for two. The hostess announced in that ludicrously bubbly tone of hers. When Bree and I moved to seat ourselves, she nodded at Lexi. Right this way, miss. I'll see you guys later, Lexi said with portent, leaving the two of us alone. I'm gonna disown her, Bree growled, and I couldn't help but laugh. She said you're too smart for that, I replied, and was met with dissatisfied grumbling. Hey, this is our first date. That got her attention. Let's enjoy it, all right. She nodded mutely, looking over to where Lexi had been seated almost out of view. She sighed and turned back to the menu. We ordered our food, and then an awkward silence settled between us. So, what kind of music do you listen to? I quipped with a grin. She smiled and shook her head, probably resisting the urge to roll her eyes. Never mind, there it was. Of course the virgin has never been on a date before. She sneered. Is that the best you've got? Being a virgin has nothing to do with the number of dates a person's been on. I pointed out. Then how many have you been on? She challenged. When I floundered, she smirked and Saturday back triumphantly. Then I assume you're well-versed in this, smartass. I would be if somebody didn't chase off all the guys who wanted to ask me out. She raised an eyebrow and drummed her fingers on her crossed arms. I shrugged, neither denying it nor showing any shame. Then what are we supposed to talk about? We already know each other inside out. Well, almost inside out. I grinned lasciviously and she reddened, giving me a disapproving look. So let's talk about the things we don't know. Stefan, she said in warning. How long? I asked. The question caught her off guard. What? How long have you felt this way? She opened her mouth, then closed it and looked down at her lap. She was probably fidgeting under the table. She peeked up at me, then shot a glance toward where Lexi was sitting before turning back to her fingers. Maybe. Maybe after we started high school. She mumbled, and when my eyebrows rose in surprise she returned. What about you? Maybe halfway through middle school. 
Sick bastard. We're the same age. Still, age aside. I leaned forward so she could hear me with my voice lowered, wearing a smug smirk. You just admitted to being attracted to me for three years. I think it's time you dropped the judgy attitude, sis. She swallowed, and I straightened back up while I studied her. She really was gorgeous. In my opinion, she could have had any guy she wanted. I wondered to myself how things would have gone if I hadn't been so protective of her. Would she have been with one of the guys at school? One of my friends. The thought made my blood boil. Steph, Bree said, her voice like a blade cutting through fog. I snapped back to attention. What's wrong? Nothing. Why? You're clenching your jaw and fists, she noted, wearing a worried expression. I looked down at my hands, at the nail marks in my palms. I gave a weak chuckle, just thinking about some stupid shit. You know me, I deflected. I do. She reached over and took my hands in hers. So whatever you're thinking, it doesn't matter. I'm yours. We stared at each other, into each other's eyes like in those corny chick flicks. Turns out those people know their shit. I felt like I was falling, plummeting endlessly into the deep blue ocean of Bri's eyes. But I felt safe, because no matter how far I fell, I knew Bree would catch me. Lexi was probably having a field day. We broke apart when our food arrived, cleared throats and straightened hair after that intense moment. We talked about the food, mom and her new job, and finally our plans for the future. Neither of us were serious enough about sports to get a scholarship, and we didn't exactly have college funds. I raised the point about mom needing our help anyway, and if we were going to stick around then we could attend the local community college. Bree countered with the possibility that if mom began going steady with somebody, she wouldn't need us as much anymore. But the fact still remained that it would be cheaper and simply easier to stay put in town. It would mean we could stay together. Funnily enough, neither of us seized on that fact out loud, but I'm sure she was relishing it as much as I was. Before I knew it, we were wrapping up the meal with a shared Zupa Inglis and joking around about our friends. We should probably get going. Bree sighed after finishing the last hard-fought bite of dessert. I nodded and waved our waiter down. Check, please. Your meal has already been paid for. The waiter informed us. By the lady seated over there. He gestured to Lexi's table. But another waiter was already clearing it. Wonderful. I turned to Bree. Shall we? We shall, she agreed, affecting a vaguely British accent. Perhaps she was alluding to the characters. And on the waltz floor, I wouldn't put it past her to try living out some scenes. Maybe I should have paid more attention so as to not disappoint her by saying the wrong things. Or maybe it was all just a flight of fancy, and I was overthinking it. We stepped outside to see Lexi leaning against her car, tapping on her phone. She said we're going dancing. I whispered to Bree as we approached. At Taboo, she agreed. I heard they're real picky about clientele. No way we're getting in, even with Lexi's connections. She has connections at a nightclub. I didn't think her dad was in that kind of business. Beats me, Lexi looked up as we neared, her smile wide and genuine. You guys had fun. I saw, she added a bit sheepishly. Looked like it was going well, so I made myself scarce. Thanks, Lex, Bree said softly. The blonde minx grinned. And speaking of fun, the night's just getting started. Hop in, we have a line to catch. You're sure they're not gonna turn us away, Bree said warily. Lexi was dropping us off curbside in front of the nightclub and there was a short line outside the door with two bouncers at the head. Purple and magenta neon lights highlighted the name of the club on the facade, somehow lending it an ethereal quality. Taboo had a bit of a reputation, but I had no idea why and it was hard to tell the reason from the outside. As long as you do as I say, Lexi responded. Remember, as soon as you hand them your IDs, start making out like the incestuous lovers that you are. 
We were about to protest when Lexi jabbed a finger at me. Have her home by 11. She laughed at our stunned silence. Kitty, text me when you're done and I'll come pick you up. Tata, her window was rolled up before we could say anything, and she drove off and left us stranded in front of a nightclub of questionable repute. With a sigh, I took Bri's hand and led her to the end of the line. I'll say this, I muttered. She's not boring. Bree scoffed and looked down the line of people. It was an odd assortment. Couples with large age gaps. A group of five guys and one girl. And then just couples who looked fairly ordinary apart from how handsy they were with each other. I couldn't put my finger on it. But it was surprising to see that not one of the groups of people in line was a cluster of young women having a girl's night out. I had almost zero experience clubbing. But even I figured it would be hard to find a place without a crowd like that. The line was moving slower than I'd expect. Not because the club was full, but because the bouncers took forever to let somebody pass inspection. I was getting increasingly worried about our fake IDs. When we reached the head, one of the bouncers held out his hand for our ID. We produced them and hesitated. I took the lid, cupping Bry's cheek, and thrusting my tongue into her mouth. She whimpered a bit and then slowly got into it, running her hands through my hair. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw the bouncer check the cards, then hold them out for his partner to inspect. They murmured something to each other, and his partner nodded. Sabrina Thomas, the bouncer said, and we broke apart. Yes, she panted, and then we realized he'd said her full name. Not the one on the fake ID, but her real surname. My surname. he just caught us off guard, and now they knew that we were siblings who would make out with each other. Between Bree and I, Lexi wasn't going to survive the night. The bouncer grinned and handed us back our IDs, then jerked his head as a gesture for us to enter. In disbelief and embarrassment, we took the cards without a word and stepped inside. The squat building was in fact just the lobby, with beautifully carpeted stairs leading down to the bar and dance floor. The woman behind the counter smiled at us as we passed, and she had a glint in her eye not unlike Lexi. We descended into the basement, the action feeling deeply metaphorical. A large set of double doors blocked the majority of the music from seeping out, limiting it to the deepest of bass notes. When we opened them, dance music blasted us, and we stepped toward the dance floor, and all at once I knew why we were admitted. Nobody came to Taboo alone. Everybody was already paired up or part of a large group. We had seen one or two parties turned away at the door while we were in line, seemingly the most normal of the people waiting to get in. The clientele who'd been granted entry was altogether something else. The group of five men and a girl was in a booth, each man kissing and touching a different part of her body. Men were present with women half their age, and vice versa. There was one particular couple on the dance floor, a middle-aged woman grinding erotically into her partner who looked eerily like her, except the guy couldn't have even been driving age. Guess that explains the name, Bree Squeaked. We were in over our heads. We didn't belong here. I'm fairly certain some of the stuff happening here was illegal. We should go, I urged Bree. Call Lexi to come pick us up. She nodded mutely and pulled out her phone. Unfortunately, the music was too loud to be heard over, and the nearest respite was one of the booths. Bree pulled me into one and we Saturday ourselves on the circular bench looking out at the dancers and the bar. Lex, it's me. What the hell were you thinking? Yeah, of course, I should have known. Absolutely not. Just come pick us up, okay? No, not yet. She looked at me, appalled. You can't be serious. No, I'm not gonna, you can't just leave us here. Hello. She looked at the screen of her phone and then shrieked. Well fuck, I sighed. Bree looked like she was going to be sick. So we're walking home. She shook her head. She agreed to pick us up. But, but we need to have at least one dance first. And stream the video to her as proof. 
I buried my face in my hands for a moment, then dragged my fingers down my cheeks. That fucking deranged bitch. What do we do? Do you feel like walking? She looked out at the dance floor, weighing our options. It's, it's just one dance, right? Sure. She met my gaze, and I found I was leaning toward her. I mean, she'll be watching, so let's just keep our hands to ourselves, yeah. Right? I don't know how I heard her whisper over the music. We were inches apart now, and I bit the bullet and kissed her, in public, around other people. People who probably knew that this kiss was something forbidden. But I had concluded that just rolling with it was the only way we'd get through this night. When we parted, I noticed the middle-aged woman and her partner on the dance floor watching us while they danced. She had her back to the boy, her arm thrown behind her to pull his neck in close, biting her lip and giving us a libidinous smirk. I swallowed and took Bry's hand, leading her over. She whipped her phone out and began a video call with Lexi. Holding it up, I could see Lexi's gleeful expression staring back at us. No sound, of course. The phone speakers were worthless in the face of the numerous subwoofers in the basement. We began dancing apart from one another, Bree not meeting anybody's eyes and only occasionally glancing at the phone. The woman was still watching us, now holding her partner's arms around her waist and pushing her rear indecently into his groin. Lexi must have wanted to say something, because Bree held the speaker to her ear for a moment before approaching me and assuming a similar position to our new friends. Lexi was nodding on the phone, looking satisfied. I was grinding on my sister at a club. Holy fuck. I couldn't help myself. I seized her hips and pulled her tight against me. Sure she could feel my hardness through our pants. She looked at me in surprise, though the expression was tinged with something else. After the past few days, I was willing to bet on what it was. Bry's phone suddenly went dark. Lexi had ended the call. Bree took a moment to put her phone away before leaning back against my chest, craning her neck to look at me. We weren't leaving, it seemed. First time, the woman called over the music. We nodded, and she smiled. Compared to her salacious behavior up until now, it was surprisingly wholesome. Motherly, even. A stark reminder of who her partner likely was. Siblings. Twins, Bree replied, then clamped a hand over her mouth. That's so sweet, the woman squealed. Her son smiled good-naturedly, and they kissed over her shoulder. More perverts like Lexi. Like us. I gulped. Bree was gripping my arms hard, clearly on edge. She relaxed a bit when the woman turned back to us and proclaimed, I'm rooting for you kids, and we danced. We lost ourselves to the passion of the woman and her son, emboldened by the confidence with which they expressed their love and lust for each other. By the end of the song, I was licking Bry's neck, and she was reaching behind her to squeeze me through my jeans. We didn't leave when the song ended, nor the song after that. The woman bought us a drink each, something that tasted very light yet definitely had the burn of alcohol in it. We chatted for a bit in a booth, the conversation weaving in and out of the topic of our taboo relationships. She never once asked us our names, and we followed suit. When in Rome, right? It almost felt normal, being out on a date with my sister and talking to a woman on a date with her son. And I had to admit, I was having fun. We danced some more, our actions growing increasingly bolder. At one point the woman was moaning and writhing so lewdly. I thought her son had pulled his dick out and slipped it under her skirt. Like they were having sex right there on the dance floor. But when they changed positions they pulled away with such ease as to render that impossible. I saw the woman with the five men depart from their booth, heading somewhere further into the club. And then I noticed another man, meek-looking, had followed them at a distance. The meek man and the woman had been wearing rings. I tightened my grip on Brie, and she slipped her tongue into my mouth. Oblivious. We danced for hours, our sweat eventually leading to Brie taking off her jacket 
and tying it around her hips. She moved my hands under her crop tank top for me to fondle her soft tits, and by this point we were so caught up in the current of the club's mood that I didn't give it a second thought. Our new friends looked on with clear approval, getting even more handsy with each other in kind. And we danced the night away. We left together, the four of us stepping out of Taboo's lobby and into the crisp night air. The woman said she hoped to see us again, and suddenly out of the intoxicating atmosphere of the secret club. We gave a non-committal answer. She nodded understandingly and waved as they left. It had all seemed like a blur, a dream, probably for the best. Bree whipped her phone out to call Lexi. Yeah, we're done. All right, see you soon. No questions asked. I wondered, mildly surprised. She knows her plan worked, Bree muttered. We stayed for way longer than we said we would, or even what she demanded. Just that alone is enough to make her annoyingly smug. I sighed, and we stood on the curb while we stewed in our thoughts. I put an arm around her, and she stepped in close to lean on me. I didn't ever plan to come back to Taboo ever again, but I valued the experience. And it was comforting to know that there were others, in this very city, who were like us. Somebody who would understand. Lexi rolled up before long, and she let us get on without a word. Not that she needed to voice anything. Her expression said everything. Mission success. Part 11 of the story titled, Having Some Brie, by user, Jade Ocean Eyes. Sit back and enjoy the story. Overnight bags were already in the guest room. Lexi must have brought them in while we were at the club. She yawned and stretched. All right, good night, you two, she said with lazy contentment. Don't stay up too late. Or do. With a wink, she retreated to her own room, just like that. Definitely need a shower, I muttered. We were both wearing a layer of sweat from dancing, and I was anxious to peel my shirt off. You go first, Bree suggested. We're not going together. She flushed, biting her lip. Gikno, it is possible to shower separately. I have some stuff to take care of. Okay, I drawled, narrowing my eyes. I wondered what she was up to. Maybe hop into the shower halfway through again. Nope. I brushed my teeth, chuckling inside at the idea that we had our own toothbrushes here. I carried my balled-up discarded clothes back to the bedroom, tossing them onto the bag next to the bed. Bree carried her duffel with her to the bathroom. The whole bag. I shrugged and hopped into bed in just my underwear reflecting on the evening. We had danced for far longer than I thought. It was already past midnight when Lexi picked us up. Speaking of which, how did she know about Taboo? It was a famous club, sure, notorious for being picky about their clientele, and yet still staying afloat despite how few people they let in. Having been inside, it didn't seem they were making a killing on drinks either. So honestly I was still mystified. Something deeper, most likely. Deeper than I wanted to think about. But Lexi knew how to get us in. It made me wonder how much planning she had put into hooking me and Bree up. How long had she known? Did one of us give away our attraction for each other even before all of this started? Given how well she read people, I wouldn't have been surprised. The door opened and Bree stepped in. The lights were already off, but I didn't need them to see the preparations Bree was talking about. She was wearing the red baby doll from the clothing store she worked at. She looked like a goddess as she slowly made her way over, swaying her hips seductively. She crawled into bed, climbing up until she was straddling me. Her raven hair was down, rolling across her shoulders like silk the color of midnight. My mouth felt both dry and moist all at once, and I shuffled back until I was Saturday up against the headboard. She seated herself on my thighs, the earlier display of confidence crumbling into a bashful pile of detritus. I ran my fingers through her hair, 
still a bit damp from the shower but feeling glossy from being freshly conditioned. One of my hands climbed up her neck and cupped her cheek, my thumb massaging her pillowy lips. I slipped it inside, and she looked at me in astonishment before sucking on the digit, running her tongue along its pad. I groaned in satisfaction, my other hand following her hair down her back to hold her waist. With help from a lift of my knees, I scooted her closer to me, then let my hand slip under the thin fabric of her lingerie to caress her creamy skin. She moaned at my touch, still suckling on my thumb. I drew her in and withdrew the finger, replacing it with my tongue. Very carefully, I twisted us around until I was the one on top and between her legs. She looked up at me, hair spilling across the pillow like a dark halo. I couldn't resist kissing her again, pulling myself free of my boxers as I did so. I straightened up and she looked down at my length expectantly. Without a word exchanged, I shuffled up until I was astride her chest, my sex hovering just inches from her face. She bit her lip as she eyed it, then looked up at me before leaning up to take me into her mouth. I rolled my head back and shuddered, a breathy gasp escaping my lips. Her tongue glided and curled around my tip while she pulled me closer. I had to steady myself against the headboard, my hips thrusting forward and voluntarily. With her lying down, it was an awkward angle, and she gagged easily. She coughed and thick spittle shot out along my cock, and I withdrew to let her breathe. After collecting herself she settled for licking along the shaft, spreading saliva over every inch. I turned around, my manhood now better aligned with her throat, and prodded her lips. She took me in again and I leaned down to return the favor, propping myself up on my elbows and using my fingers to pull her panties aside and expose her clit. My first lick earned a whimper, and as I continued, her own ministrations on me became distracted and simplistic as she focused on the pleasure I was giving her. Her panties were drenched already, and I diligently lapped up her nectar before turning my attention back to her folds. Her hands were hooked onto my thighs to steady herself, since her trembling was growing worse as she approached orgasm. Not so fast, Missy. I stopped abruptly, pulling myself free from her mouth with a slurp. We were panting, and I turned back around to face her, kneeling between her legs. Condom? She managed. Fuck, fuck, fucked fucking fuck. I don't. I scratched my head sheepishly, and she looked at me like I was the dumbest person alive. She threw herself back on the pillow with a sigh. How are we supposed to, without a condom? We ruminated on it for a moment. I could pull out just before, I suggested. Doesn't Precom have sperm too? I groaned and pinched the bridge of my nose. Is it a safe day? Brie paused, eyes distant. I couldn't tell if she was counting or if she was considering whether this was a good idea. Yeah, but there's always a risk. God damn it, I growled, moving to stand. I did a quick search of the room. In all her preparations, Lexi hadn't provided a box of rubbers. You'd have thought out of anything, she would have remembered that. Not that I was one to talk. Maybe we should just. I sighed and shook my head, then reached for my boxers. No, she caught me by surprise. Let's just make sure you pull out in time. All right. She jabbed a finger in my direction, and I studied her before nodding. We were doing this. I climbed back on top of her, giving her a questioning look to ask if she was sure about this. She nodded, not looking at me but down where we were to become one. I leaned down and began kissing her, long and tender osculations that saw us moaning quietly to each other. She tensed when I pressed my tip against her core, which was slick with her arousal. Her fingers pressed into my back, and her thighs were flexing around my hips. I began pushing in, and she whimpered as I entered her. I felt some resistance, and paused, pulling away to look at her, her maiden head. Brie really was all mine. I felt a surge of lust, and had to violently suppress it in fear of suddenly ravaging her. She looked up at me, eyes wide and innocent, 
filled with trepidation and hope. Third wish, she whispered. Give me your love for the rest of our lives. I couldn't help but chuckle. You always did go overboard with your wishes. That's a tall order. She let out a small gasp, a naked fear filling her eyes that left her more bared than being undressed. It broke my heart to see her like that. I cupped her face and smiled. Silly girl, I told her gently. You already had that. She closed her eyes and sighed in relief, and the tension left her body. She smiled beatifically. Then I release you. I chuckled and kissed her, as if I still gave a shit about her telling anybody about some fucking panties. I love you, Sabrina, I declared firmly. I love you too, Stefan, she answered, pulling me in close. I pierced through her virginity, and she screamed. Her nails dug into my back, raking the skin as she dragged them down in agony. I thrust all the way to the base and settled, both of us grunting in pain and getting accustomed to the feeling as we drew blood. Fucking hell, it felt like she was giving as good as she got. Her pussy quivered around me, alternating between threatening to crush my cock and loosening to vacate the cavity. She felt tighter than what some might have considered safe or healthy, and yet my entry had been smooth and easy. It felt perfect. Oh, Bree mumbled. You okay, baby? I gasped. Baby, I'm your baby now. She winced, and her nails finally relaxed. Huh, you think I have? She grunted. Daddy issues cause of this summer. It was just an endearment, Savvy. I know that, Steffi. Just busting your balls. She winked, eyelid fluttering a bit in pain. You just deflowered your sister. There have to be some repercussions. Now make love to me, baby. Making love. It sounded like the most beautiful thing in the world. Good lord, was I turning into a total lovesick sap? Probably. I withdrew and she bit back a cry, and I began a slow rhythm. Relishing the feeling of our hips kissing on each stroke, I looked down to check on Brie. She was biting her lip, breathing in time with my thrusts and watching me tenderly. Reaching over, I yanked the baby doll off over her head. As much as I liked the garment, I wanted Brie naked in my arms. I pulled her close and peppered her neck with kisses, the wet slap of our bodies fueling my excitement. She held me close, almost fiercely, her moans gradually conveying more pleasure. I could feel it. I was bottoming out in her. My tip was just barely touching something at the end every time I went in deep. I'd heard about causing pain this way, but I supposed every girl was different. In Bry's case, she was moaning in ecstasy, her eyes unfocused to the middle distance, still leaking more nectar from her pussy. I pushed myself harder, forcing myself deeper into her. My cock slammed solidly into her cervix, and she gasped and wrapped her legs around my hips. She clamped down on me and I almost lost myself right there. Bree, I panted. I'm gonna come. No, you can't, she breathed. Pull out. As she said that, her hands locked behind my neck, and she hooked her ankles together. What the hell was she doing? You can't come inside me, she continued. You can't fill my pussy with your incestuous seed. You can't breed your sister and give her your babies. She was talking like a porn star, and I ate it all up. I unleashed myself deep inside her, and she screamed in bliss. We were both pulsing in climax, her body filling with warmth around me. My view of her in ecstasy was filled with mind-numbing spots of blurriness. The moment seemed to stretch endlessly, and part of me wished we could stay like that forever. I can feel it, inside me. She breathed euphorically. When I was spent, I struggled to prop myself up, locking my elbows. She pulled me down and I collapsed onto her, hearing her breath leave her. We lay there gasping for air, my mind feeling addled. With some effort, I rolled us over so I wasn't crushing her. I was still inside her, and feeling her on my chest felt good. Good, I almost laughed to myself. Where had all my words gone? Blown away by orgasm. I guess, 
Well, I rumbled, my voice deep with testosterone. As I peered down at her, you, of all people, can't call me a virgin anymore. I can call you anything I damn please, my love, she replied. The endearment came so easily to her, it warmed my heart. She kissed me and then nuzzled against my chest. I held her and we stayed like that for a long while, dancing on the edge of sleep. I should get cleaned up, I finally announced, and we rolled to the side so I could pull myself out of her. My cock was coated in my cum and her virginal blood, and the two of us admired it for a while, perhaps basking in what the fluids meant. Wait a second, Bree said slowly, eyes narrowing as she stared at my shaft. Did you fucking come in me? I gave her a quizzical look. Of course I did. Steph, what the fuck? I told you to pull out. She snapped admonishingly. Yeah, you did. And then you leg-locked me and said all these porny things that couldn't have been for anything other than making me come. I returned her stare challengingly, and she wavered, a flush creeping up her face. I did, she squeaked, and I grinned. Yeah, you did. She hid her face, and I chuckled and kissed her forehead. Bree looked up and smiled shyly at me, but faltered. What if I, what if I get? She couldn't bring herself to finish the sentence. I looked over at the nightstand, where there was a box of tissues waiting. I grabbed a few sheets and wiped myself clean, then handed the box to Bree. Walking over to my bag, I tossed my dress shirt aside in favor of a t-shirt. I got dressed as Bree wiped herself clean. I'm gonna pop out and buy a morning after pill, I said. Shit, I heard those were pricey. I sighed, and she nodded. Wait, she beckoned me over, and I obliged. Reaching up to wrap her arms around my neck, she kissed me passionately, our tongues dancing together. She didn't regret what we'd done. We just needed to cover our corners. I love you, she whispered, and we rubbed our noses together. I love you too. Be right back. I closed the door quietly behind me and made my way to the front door. The kitchen light clicked on behind me, and I spun around in alarm to see Lexi sitting at the table. A small box being twirled in her hands. Going somewhere, she asked coyly. It reminded me of those scenes in movies where a parent catches their teenager sneaking out at night. I almost laughed. Just going out to buy something, I said casually. Em, her eyes glittered with mischief. My stomach turned at the thought that she was awake and had very possibly been listening in on our lovemaking. Maybe buying this. She tossed the box to me, and I looked at the front of it. It had a very unassuming white and purple design, and on the front it read, Plan B One Step. I looked up at Lexi with a frown, and she had the same implacable grin on her face. You planned out our dinner date. You made arrangements to send us to a secret underground nightclub. You even provided toiletries. Yet, knowing our intentions, planning for it, even. You didn't think to stock some condoms. I held the box up. But you have this ready. Her grin was wide and would have been sinister if I hadn't known better. She weaved her fingers together and rested her chin on them. The way I saw it, there were three possible ways the night would end, ranked from least to most likely. Number one, nothing would happen, and it would all be a huge anticlimax. Number two, you'd find that there were no condoms, and just stop after the foreplay. You wouldn't have brought your own, since I know you're a dunce. I sighed angrily at that, and she giggled. Also, knowing you, buying some would have felt too much like you were committing to the act, which would have scared you. You're still unsure about all this incest stuff, after all. But don't worry, I'll see that fixed. This insufferable girl. Or number three, she continued, smiling wickedly. My heart sank when I realized what possibility was left, what she had deemed most likely to happen. You breed your twin sister and fill her with your raw, hot, sticky brother cum. Lexi, I growled in warning. 
Yes, I bought you Plan B instead of condoms. I wanted to see if you needed it. And you didn't disappoint. She finished with a wink. I looked at the box of contraceptive miserably. But tell me, whose fault was it? She looked genuinely curious. She was asking whose idea it was to let me creepy breathe. Mine, I lied. She studied me, then smirked and shook her head. Very noble of you to try and preserve her dignity. Her smile turned genuine. Perhaps even wistful. She's lucky to have you. She tipped her head back toward the guest room. As a gesture for me to return to Brie to give her the pill. I sighed and looked at the box again, then acquiesced. Before I stepped into the hallway, Lexi called after me. You know, I turned back to her. The doctor I got that from is a very rare find. An associate of my dad's. He actually specializes in designer babies. She chuckled to herself. And I narrowed my eyes, not following where she was taking this. And wouldn't you know it, when I was asking him about it this time, he said he's made a breakthrough in his research. What research? In editing out deleterious genes that lead to congenital birth defects, she said sweetly, letting it sink in. Congenital birth defects? You mean, I began carefully. I do. I was reeling. Without another word, I returned to the guest room, clutching the box of Plan B just what kind of people was Lexi in contact with, and why was she going so far on this subject? All those thoughts scattered to the wind as soon as I saw Bree. She was sitting on the bed, legs on either side in an M-shape in front of her. She had my dress shirt on, unbuttoned and slipped off her shoulders. Her tousled jet black hair hung around her and lended her the aura of a seductress. She looked at me with those big blue doe eyes of hers, and my heart throbbed. I thought about just how lucky I was. We were in love, our relationship getting stronger by the day. We had the blessing of our friends, one of whom was being more than supportive. Mom was soon to be back on her feet, both in work and in romance. And Bree and I had feasible plans to stay together after high school. I looked down at the box, recalling that it didn't work if you took it then had more sex. Best to get the cream pies out of the way and take it after, and since we had it, we might as well make the most of it, right? I smiled, then went to my sister. I think we were going to be okay. That was one hot story from our friend. Make sure to listen to our episodes coming every few days. You can subscribe and go to our Patreon down in the description. It would help me do this every day. And for you to get alerted and not miss any of your friends' erotic stories.